Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It's the Thanksgiving weekend edition of the Get Ready for the Future show today. It's the season of giving, and we are giving you the chance to win a copy of our new book, plus frequently asked questions that clients ask us. Today, questions about Social Security. The Get Ready for the Future show starts right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hope everyone has had a great Thanksgiving and is having a fantastic Thanksgiving weekend. Welcome aboard to the Get Ready for the Future show all across Arkansas on this Saturday. We are glad to have you with us. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his right, and we are pleased to be joined in the fourth chair today by Stephanie Smith, our Social Security consultant here at GenWealth. We thank you for being with us, and I hold in my hand a copy, finally, it is here, of Your Retirement Should Be More, how to, how to Harness the Power of More in Your Retirement, written by the John Shrewsbury and the Janet Walker. I know, I know this has to be a great moment for you guys to finally see this physically, tangibly, right in front of you. I think I broke my face smiling so much when I saw it. It was just... It, Didn't cry, but came close. Well, yeah, I will tell you that it, is, it has been a labor of love. We have, we have done uh this book for so long it seems yeah. like uh you know we we uh, the mistake we made is we didn't dedicate time to do it we just did it when we had time sure. and so it kind of get got you know put together on the fly so right. to speak but uh over the last i guess 18 months or so we've been working on your retirement should be more and it is now available we've got some we're going to give away on the show today uh it is available on Barnes and Noble and I, I believe on Amazon Amazon's been kind of a little picky you know they're they're uh, they're doing some stuff with their timeline is their timeline and they tell us it'll be ready when they're ready for it to be ready we're the, ready but you know <laughs> they're the 400 pound gorilla they get to do whatever they want to do you know it's, but you know for our listeners out there i know i know that most of you are not done with your christmas shopping mm. and you probably know somebody who needs this so your retirement should be more where can they get it well, they can get it online at barnesandnoble.com. Uh, you can also check out Amazon and uh, check out the, the availability on Amazon. I believe it should be available by now. Also in bookstores, it should be in bookstores relatively soon in the next few days. Uh, should be hitting bookstores. Uh, I know we're going to have it at Wordsworth. Yes. Uh, we're going to do a book signing at Wordsworth. Yeah, super in the excited Heights. about that. On uh, December 1st. Yes. And then down in El Dorado, we are going to do a book signing on the uh, beautiful downtown uh, Union Square at the uh, Jefferson Street Books on December 8th. The Wordsworth book signing is 1 to 2, and the Jefferson Street book signing is 11 to 1. And so we would love for you to join us either in Little Rock or in uh, El Dorado on December 1st and December 8th, respectively, uh, 11 to 1 in El Dorado, 1 to 2 at Wordsworth on December 1st in the Heights in Little Rock. And if you want to know where that is, it's right next to Mr. Wicks, if you know where that's at. Yeah. So last week on the show, in anticipation as it was just being released, we had given our listeners the opportunity to email us at info at Get Ready for the future.com and the first 10 emails got free copies of the book we're going to do it again today because it's thanksgiving weekend i mean come on we, yeah. we to, we've got to be into the season of giving too so if you go to your computer right now and email info at get ready for the future.com and say i want the book we'll get you a copy of your retirement should be more now before we leave the book talk i want to talk a little bit about because i know people haven't maybe been listening every week and may not remember our previous discussions about the book but i want to talk about what what i think makes the book great it, it it's obviously a great resource for people it's i think a paradigm shift for probably a lot of people who think about their retirement in terms of investment accounts 
Yeah, most people think that uh, they've got the box checked on retirement when it comes to having an investment account, maybe a 401k, an IRA or something like that. But Janet, what we've tried to do is we've tried to take off the blinders, so to speak, and, and try to widen the view of retirement because we talk about the fact that retirement is way more than just investments. It is really something that you really need to have some certainty about. You need to be uh, more prepared to get into retirement because there's a big shift from a from a personal standpoint of you go to work every day and now what are you going to do? Right. There's only so many games of golf that you can play and things of that nature. So your retirement should be more explores all of these aspects of retirement. It is, I think, a, a great preparatory book for anybody that is, let's say, five to 10 years out from retirement. You know, this is really the the message that we've been trying to put together, frankly, the entire time that we've been in business, mm-hmm. is to, to be able to convey this concept that it is so much more than an investment account or multiple investment accounts. Your retirement should be more than just investments. And we believe that this is conveyed in you know, in a way that we talk and think in Arkansas, frankly, this mm-hmm. is not a deep, you know, get into the details and get deep into the weeds of investments. That's not at all what this is. It is a personal approach, a personal understanding to what you need to know beyond investments. Scott, I wanted to share uh, part of the foreword that Burt White, our chief investment officer at LPL Financial, was kind enough to write for us. Uh, he, he said in the foreword, who doesn't want more? The reality is that wanting more is a universal truth, something that has stood the test of time, been the storyline of infinite movies, fueled the dreams of millions of people, and has been the subject line of too many prayers to count. More is the most sought-after destination on earth. But far too many people feel further from having more than ever before. Mm. And I've got to believe that there are so many people out there that think, man, is this all there is to my retirement is just this amount of money that I've been able to accumulate? And the answer to that question is no, it actually is way much more dynamic than that. And part of that dynamic is social security, which is the subject of our show today. No question about it. I want to point out too, since we're talking in Arkansas uh, language, because I grew up in Arkansas, and, and the first thing I did when I had to read a book was check to see how many pages it was. <laughs> it's 128 pages. It's so, doable. I mean, it is a quick read. Yeah, and it has pictures. Yes. It has pictures. Yes. It does. Hey, can, it, hey, we need to give credit on the pictures. Yes. So Casey Cochran, our mm-hmm. IT guy, radio uh, slash, guru, slash, everything. Yes. Yeah, he wears every title that, uh, yeah, he, he just, he wears all kinds of titles for us. It's, hey, Casey, we need this including hey casey we need some artwork and you're really talented so could you do that for us it wasn't in your original job description but could you do that so he is now a published artist right How about i mean this that? is this is good stuff mm-hmm. so yeah if uh, if the words in the book aren't worth buying it for casey's artwork is so there you well, go <laughs> and i also i also thought i would point out that what we did was write a chapter and then we summarized that chapter into uh, into sort of a, a bullet point thing. For instance, uh, uh, one of the bullet points on the topic of more direction is think paycheck replacement rather than the big number. Mm-hmm. We've had that conversation mm-hmm. on the show before. And so we think that, that it is the, the guidebook for getting ready to retire. Uh, and you can pick it up at barnesandnoble.com. You can pick it up at bookstores. You can pick it up by actually emailing us if you're the first 10 people to email us today info at getreadyforthefuture.com now scott said you have to say i want that book yes you do need to say that but you need to give us your address so we can <laughs> send you that book that would be helpful that would be very helpful so the paperback what's it what is the price do we know that uh, yeah it uh, retails for 14.99 you yeah. can get it on discount at uh at barnesandnoble.com and uh you know janet's selling her signed versions for 34.50 <laughs> they're priceless that's, that's what my mama told me yeah. <laughs> your, your retirement might be more than janet that's a good way to invest Your retirement should be more. How to harness the power of more in your retirement. A new book from John and Janet. And you have the opportunity to get a free copy by emailing us. Or, of course, if you would like to uh, buy your copy, you can go to one of those outlets that John mentioned. We're just getting started on today's Get Ready for the Future show. We're going to bring Stephanie in next and talk about some of the frequently asked questions that she received after 27 years in the Social Security Administration. That's when we come back in a moment. 
Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Throwing a little curveball on the fastest four minutes in investing today. First of all, obviously, Scott Inman is on vacation this week. So Troy Johnson has been kind enough to uh, sit in the uh, in the anchor chair today. Absolutely. How about that? Yes, he is uh, substituting for uh, Scott. And we're going to throw a little curveball to you about the economy. First of all, yes, the markets are volatile again this week. But we thought we would pause on that because we've been talking a lot about that. And just talk about economic economic growth, because we still are seeing very strong economic growth, despite the fact that we have volatile markets. But what is the real driver behind economic growth? Well, there are a couple of, uh, of schools of thought. So let's say, uh, first of all, there are people in Washington who believe that tax cuts of 2017 created a temporary boost to the economy, sort of a sugar high, if you will. And that the further away that we get from those tax cuts, Troy, that those are going to begin to fade and things will return to normal. And they think that uh, those tax cuts will be temporary. They also think that government spending is a big stimulus to the economy. So that's one side of the coin. Right. And government's spending does count towards those metrics that they look at in economic factors. But the other side of this argument is that lower taxes will incentivize uh, companies to move into the United States, which will produce higher tax revenue in the long run. Yes. And you have incentives uh, for people to come here and to invest here. Let's give you an example. Prior to the tax cuts of 2017, Canada had an advantage on the United States. The U.S. corporate tax rate was a combined state, federal and local 40 percent. Canada, on the other hand, had about 26, 27%. Right. So what that does is that incentivizes companies in that situation to move to Canada, to invest in Canada over the United States. Well, now that corporate tax rates have been cut and we're now at parity with Canada, there is a big incentive to invest in the United States because there's more opportunity here. That's right. And and while corporate tax rates fell last year, the gross tax receipts actually increased a little. Yeah, that is a, a big argument that goes on in Washington all the time. Uh, do, you, do you get more boost to the federal government by cutting taxes? And the idea and the truth actually is if you take a look at 2018 tax receipts, they were actually up in the government by 1% while we cut taxes pretty tremendously. And, of course, that flies in the face of Keynesian economics that basically says that the government can act as some sort of stimulus. But I don't know about uh, everybody else, Troy, but when the government takes more money out of my pocket, then I have less money to spend. Right, obviously. And so you have to think about this uh, from an economic uh, standpoint and what drives the economy. Is it business activity, investment, entrepreneurship? Is it incentives to do that? Or is it by people taking money out of their pocket and putting it into the government and then letting the government spend that money? Yes, there is an impact, as Troy, as you said, to government spending. But once government gets their hand on that money, then that impact is a little bit less. Right. We definitely believe that the, you know, the better option there is a lower tax rate so that consumers, individuals have the opportunity to go out and add to the economy. And so the thought is, is that these tax cuts are going to continue to pay dividends, if you will, in the economy because of their permanent nature, as opposed to a sugar high that the Keynesians would have you believe is the effect 
on the economy. All that will be showing up at some point in time in the markets. The markets continue to be very volatile uh, ahead of the Christmas season. We'll keep a watch on things. We'll be partnering with LPL Research to keep up on what's going on with the economy and the markets. And we'll be back here on the fastest four minutes in investing to keep you up to speed on what's going on as well. Troy, thanks for sitting in for Scott this week. No problem. Thank you. All right. And the fastest four minutes in investing is over. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Stick around. More straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after this. From the studios of the Gen Wealth Radio Network, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors with offices all across the state of Arkansas. We have an office in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, Bryant, El Dorado, and the Shreveport Bossier City in northwestern Louisiana. There is an advisor near you, and if you'd like to meet with one, you can always pick up the phone and dial 501-653-7355. Again, the number 501-653-7355. The first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor is always complimentary. We have a big Gen Wealth Academy workshop coming up. Those are always complimentary as well. December 4th is the date. 6.30 p.m. is the time. Crown Plaza in Little Rock is the location. And the presentation is three big risks. What are the three big risks to your retirement? If you are in that retirement red zone that we refer to so often, five to 10 years out and just beginning to build that plan, what do you need to be on the lookout for? There are three major risks that you will encounter Regardless of when you retire, really, even if you're not in the retirement red zone, these three risks will be facing you for sure. But we're going to talk about what the risks are, define them, talk about how they could affect your retirement, and then talk about some possible solutions to taking on those risks. Hope you'll join us. As always, our Gen Wealth Academy workshops are free to attend. There is no sales presentation. It is education-focused. We are all about education in our workshops and on this radio show And today we're talking about frequently asked questions. We've been doing that all month long, the month of November. And in our finale here, in this final show in November, we brought in Stephanie Smith. Stephanie's been with us how long now? How how long have you been with Jim? Four months. How many? Four? About three to four months. Three or four months. And previous to that, 27 years as a member of the Social Security Administration. So you have probably, I'm just taking a guess here, had a few questions about Social Security presented to you over the years. True. Yeah. Now that you look back, I wish I had kept a copy of all those questions. But <laughs> well, you made that a copy for a us. <laughs> She's made a copy for us, John, a few questions here. And that's what the rest of this show is dedicated to. Because I do think, if you think about uh, frequently asked questions from our clients, since we address Social Security, many of those questions are going to revolve around that. Yeah, and the number one question that I get, and I think Janet could probably echo this, is, is it even going to be there for me? And uh, I'm going to take this one since Stephanie used to work there, and and, uh, she may have some comments about this. But I will tell you that, uh, look, politicians are in charge of the Social Security Administration, ultimately. And the number one thing that a politician wants is a vote. And they know that if they were to tamper with Social Security significantly, uh, they get it, voted out. Oh, it, it would be a disaster. I yeah. mean, you know, old folks would be rolling into Washington, you know, with pitchforks and, and torches. And <laughs> and so I just don't think that they're going to allow as long as the government has a printing press. We'll have Social Security because mm-hmm. it is that vital and critical of a lifeline uh, to most Americans in their retirement years. So let's start with some of the, just the most basic questions initially. One of the first things that people will ask us is, hey, I, I need to file for Social Security. How do I do that? And so they, they do have some options. You want to walk through what those choices are for them? Primarily, there's three basic ways people can file. Um, The Social Security Administration is going to recommend filing on the Internet. That's their solution to all of these baby boomers out there. Um, You know, and and quite honestly, they pretty much have not increased the Social Security employee numbers, but the number of people filing has increased. So that was the main solution Social Security came up with to help the big number of people filing. Um, There's advantages. There's disadvantages of filing on the Internet. Um, One of the things is is. It is easy. You can be in your pajamas at home drinking coffee and filing your retirement claim. Sure. Um, if you kind of have a, a more involved case, it may not be the way you want to go. Um, 
Sometimes if you're a naturalized citizen, maybe you have delayed retirement credits, you're filing after full retirement age, um, some more complex issues, you may want to choose the other options. So. You know, I actually, before you left the Social Security Administration, I actually sent somebody to you, and not that their strategy was, you know, incredibly complicated. You did say it was something that they could have done online, but for us as advisors, it kind of made me nervous for them to do that online, just wondering, okay, are they going to click the right box, or the, are they going to do this the right way independently? So I, I have always personally felt like, you know, if you're just, hey, I want my check at this age, that it's pretty cut and dried. But then when you get into some of the other claiming strategies, what's what's your perception of whether or not some of that needs to be done online versus in person or, or by phone? True. Um, sometimes it is hard to get inside to speak with the Social Security representative right. in office. Um, and I understand why the public still wants to do that. You know, and as personally, that's part of why... As an individual, you know, things that I saw a change in the agency that I wish didn't occur. You right. know, but I wish there were more time to help people one on one. You can also file by telephone. You know, the most common way people file these days is by phone conversation. Okay. And they really have, believe it or not, made things a lot simpler to finish the whole retirement application by phone. They no longer require the form to be sent out, signed, and returned. Um, they have a little script that they'll go over with you, have you attest once the interview is done to make sure all the information is correct and understand that you are confirming under penalty of perjury that the information you're submitting is your application. So just know that there's consequences if you deliberately intentionally tell wrong information to Social Security. Does that have to do with the attest process that you're talking about? Explain yes. That. Yeah, yes. That's what it is you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, another question that I I get frequently from people is, well, how is my Social Security calculated? And oftentimes they get it confused with the things that they've heard about private or public sector pension Mm -hmm. programs. True, Mm -hmm. true. You know, it is based on your highest 35 years of earnings. Your earlier earnings, those are kind of indexed up to a current day dollar value. And then they're averaged out to come up with your monthly Social Security benefit. Well, and and the uh, the key there is the highest thirty five years, not right. the her- highest three or five years. Yeah, and that's and a lot of people you were kind of referencing people thinking about pensions. You know, you may work somewhere where they have a pension, and the most common thing that they use as a calculation on that is your final average salary from the last three years. And so people do kind of get those just confused between the two. So yeah, this is for Social Security. It's thirty five years. And so when you think about the the way that that that's calculated, there's a a somewhat of a complex calculation involved in that. I don't want to get into that on the radio because uh, the numbers are are baffling, but it does take into account an inflation adjustment on your earnings early in life because usually those are are really small because you had maybe a smaller job and they didn't pay as much money way back then. Correct. Correct. So, so it can be kind of crazy in terms of the calculation. The only way you really know what you're going to get from Social Security is to take a look at your Social Security statement or go in and visit right. with them at the office. Absolutely. It's going to be important when you start receiving Social Security to know when that's going to hit your bank account, for sure. See, one of the questions you had here, Stephanie, was weren't Social Security benefits paid on the third of each month? But that's no longer the case, right? True. Um, it, it really was overloading the banks, the post office, the Social Security office. I mean, it would be horrible the beginning of the month. You know, it's not a yeah. full moon. It was just because everybody was the getting month. their yeah. checks at the first of the month. So, you know, anyone signing up for benefits now, the payments are cycled um, throughout the month, either on a second, third or fourth Wednesday pay cycle. And how the day of your birthday falls is how that's determined. So if you're born the first through the 10th, on a month, any month of the year, then those benefits are paid on the second Wednesday. If you're born, your birthday falls on the 11th through um, the 20th, The 20th, then it's the third Wednesday and 21st through the end of the month that it, it would be on the fourth Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, so let's think about the other things that are associated with Social Security. When people come in to, to visit with you guys, they oftentimes have a conversation about Medicare as well, correct? 
true. You know, one thing that's easily confused between the public is, am I going to get Medicare or Medicaid? They've heard those tomes so right. much that, you know, what's the difference? So Medicare is is federal, federal medical assistance. You know, it's administered by the federal government, whereas Medicaid is administered by the state government and yeah. by DHS offices. And Medicaid is actually a, a a sort of a safety net program for those who can't afford anything. So one of the ways we just help people remember this is you care for the elderly, you aid the impoverished. If you want to just kind of use those tools to help you remember the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. And so the social security system uh, is is tied in with the ability to to, to claim uh, your Medicare benefits. And one of the things that I, I oftentimes try to remind people of is that they need to go ahead and apply for Part A Medicare, whether they're ready to take Part B at that particular point or not, because applying for Part A Medicare, uh, if you don't do it in a timely manner, there's some penalties associated with that. There's not really penalties per se, but you may not have it that that coverage when you need it. It well, would be secondary coverage if yeah, you're covered by your employer if insurance. You're, if you're covered by your employer, and then uh, Janet, as I was remembering, that there are there are some uh, uh, guidelines that if you do not claim yes. uh, Medicare at a particular time, then they actually do penalize you for not your, not your claiming. cost. Yes, your cost for that coverage when you do ultimately get it is is then higher and. And it's permanently higher now because you think about how it increases over the years of Medicare premiums increase, then that increase is off for you. It's off of a larger number. So there is a, a possibility of a permanent impact there on your premiums if you don't apply in a timely manner. Stephanie, what if I'm going to go to the Social Security office uh, and maybe we need to talk about this on the other side of the break because we're we're uh, coming up on a break. But if I'm going to the Social Security office, do I need to bring a bunch of documents with me to to uh, basically get the ball rolling? Actually, no. That part of the process has been simplified as well. So pretty much if you know your personal information and your spouse's information, you can pretty much walk in the door and they can set you up. So what if somebody is claiming, let's say, a, a divorce spouse benefit? Do they need to bring documentation, a marriage certificate, and divorce decree at this point? Or what do they need to bring in? Yes, they okay. would need both of those. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Commonly asked questions. Talking about Social Security today on the Get Ready for the Future show with our Social Security consultant, Stephanie Smith. I want to get into, on the other side of the break, one of the questions that I get pretty frequently. And I don't know that it's ask as much as it becomes a surprise is, are my social security benefits taxed? Right. That becomes a big part of the planning process when we're building a retirement income plan. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break as the Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. This ain't your mama's financial advice. Turn it up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. I want to invite you once again to join us for our next Gen Wealth Academy workshop on December 4th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Our presentation is the three big risks. What are the three big risks to your retirement? How do you deal with them? How do you define them? How could they affect you in your retirement? And then what are some possible solutions, some strategies to take on those challenges in retirement. It's three big risks that everyone is going to face. Find out more with us on December 4th, 6.30 at the Crown Plaza. Again, free to attend, no sales presentation. Education is the focus. We had a great turnout a couple of weeks ago for our a 10 Things You Need to Know About Retirement workshop. And, and there were a lot of questions there. And as we talk about frequently asked questions, we're talking primarily about Social Security-related questions, which we get in the appointment rooms with prospective clients, but also using the expertise of Stephanie Smith, our Social Security consultant here at GenWealth, who spent 27 years in the Social Security Administration and obviously got lots of questions as well. Mention Prior to the break, guys, about the tax situation with Social Security, I think a lot of people do not realize that their Social Security benefit will be taxed, but it will not be taxed like most of their other streams of income in retirement. 
Well, it, a lot of it is situational, Scott. So here's here's kind of the basics of it. So if you make below uh, twenty five thousand and or if you may, I'm sorry, if you make between twenty five thousand and thirty four thousand, you may have to pay income tax on up to fifty percent of your benefits. More than thirty four thousand, up to eighty five percent of your benefits may be taxable. Now, that's not a tax rate of 85%. It just means that 15% of your Social Security is not taxed. 85% of it is taxed. However, there are, this is again, one of those complex Very, calculations yeah. that that you really need some software to, to really work through. And to further complicate that, they, they look at those income stratas that I talked about. Those are actually called provisional income stratas which means that everything that you have coming in with the exception of Roth IRA income is included in provisional right. income. And so however much provisional income you have dictates how much your social security is taxed. And Janet, this is a confounding thing for a lot of folks because they believe that they already paid taxes yes. on social security, which by the way, they didn't. They did not. And so they said, oh, I'll put the money in. Why am I having to pay taxes on it? Well, you did put the money in, but it, it was gone in, it went in pre-tax. And so at some point, if, if this money's pre-tax, it's got to have taxes paid on it. The blessing in this is that not 100% of it's taxable at any point. So you're always going to get some of it back tax and I would like to to get Stephanie's uh, thoughts on this, but you know I, I have the darndest time sometimes with folks because they are firmly convinced that the Social Security Administration has a little bin back there in the back <laughs> with their name they, on and it, and their name is on it, and uh -huh. their money stacked up in that bin, and that's really not how this works. No, I mean there's very limited reasons even that someone can get come in and we can write a replacement check it's very very rare that someone can expect to walk in the door right. and walk out with money that is just a fallacy i used to when my grandfather was still living i used to joke about you know I, i'm working so he can get a check um because you know it wasn't that he was getting the money back the dollars back that he put into the system it was those of us who were younger who were working who were paying into the system that were then providing that income for him so yeah it is it's not in a little vault back there with your name on it just a final point about that taxable nature of the social security benefit it really goes to the value of working with a financial advisor building your retirement income plan which is what we do every day here because you're going to need to know your net number and, and, if, and if you don't yeah. know how to figure out what that net number is going to be in retirement, that really uh, goes back into the wheelhouse of building a retirement income plan with your financial advisor. Yeah, and everything that we do really kind of uh, pegs off of how you're going to claim Social Security, uh, You know how you're going to sequence your benefits between you and your spouse and, and uh, strategies along those lines. And so when we are looking at that, the first thing that we want to try to determine is are there some ways that we can actually maximize Social Security? Uh, a lot of times we will talk to especially the high breadwinner to push his Social Security right. benefit out as far as possible. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just so critical that you take the time to look at your Social Security claiming strategy in light of your overall retirement plan. And so so we've kind of started focusing on Social Security in its traditional use, you know, sometime in your 60s or up to age 70. But let's, let's look at this at a different timeline. One of the things that unfortunately we see all too often is um, I actually have not had a young widower yet, um, but I have had many young widows come in with, uh, they've got minor children, and so there is a benefit coming to them because the father of those children has passed away unexpectedly at a young age, and so they've got minor children at home, and there is a Social Security benefit that is due to the, the mom and to the, the minor children. But what a lot of people don't know is about the earnings limitations on that. True, true. There is. Um Surviving benefits can get a little tricky. Mm -hmm. um, they are kind of based on that wage earners, let's just say their primary insurance amount, their benefit amount. So if right. you get those statements and you kind of know an estimate of what you would receive if you were to become disabled or at full retirement age, um, you know, children can receive up to 75% of what the individual would have received before he passed. Um, 
if there's children under 16, then they can file for mother's benefits. And that's where that earnings limit can come into play because you're under 60, you know, you have a child under 16, but you are subject to the same earnings limit that someone at age 62 is. So this year, that's $16,920. That's not... Earning it's a lot pretty of money. stinking low. You know, I mean, it, the exact number really is irrelevant. If we're talking about under $20,000, which we definitely are, you know, then you can't, if you go and make $20,000, what they're saying is you're not going to get all the benefit that, that you would have gotten otherwise. And so what we look at and try to do preemptively with young couples, and, it, and it's so easy to solve this. And I know everybody says, well, it's not going to happen to me. Well, none of these guys thought it was going to happen to them either, but it did. And and it's so easy to solve ahead of time. If you are an income earner for your family, you've got to get some life insurance. And it can be cheap. It's easy to handle. It's not that big of a deal. I would just do it because what you're looking at is when when a young widow comes in, with minor children, the income sources that are available, let's walk through this. They would have, if, if there is any life insurance in place, then they can turn that life insurance into an income stream. So that's got to be invested and sent to them on a monthly basis to pay some of the bills that they have. They also have the ability potentially to have income like what we've talked about from Social Security as mother's benefits for the mom and the minor children up to age 16. But if they're if they're working or if here's the catch if they haven't been working we've seen this all just too many times we have somebody who has not worked in years because they've been a stay-at-home mom something happens to the dad he's gone and then the money from the combination of life insurance and social security benefits is not enough to maintain the standard of living and so the mom has to make a decision do we lower our standard of living while by the way we're grieving for the loss of husband and father or do do I go and get a job? And by the way, you know, what kind of situation does that put her in if she's not worked for a long period of time, which again is very common. So if you want your family to be able to maintain their standard of living, if something were to happen to you, life insurance is critically important. And again, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be expensive. But I would just encourage you, give us a call on that if you're in that situation and you know that you need to do something because, again, life insurance does not insure your life. It It is income replacement. It replaces your income for your family. So give us a call at 653-7355, 653-7355, and we'd be happy to help you out. And and let me be sure that, that just for the average claimer of Social Security, not a, a situation where you've got kids involved and things of that nature, when the first spouse passes away, the smallest social security check is going yes. away. Yes. That Now, technically, there's some calculation of their benefit and, and her benefit and all of that. Yeah. But substantively, the math-wise, the math-wise yeah. that, that basically that small social security check disappears and the larger check remains with the survivor. That is going to prompt a loss of income to that household. That's right. Now, theoretically, you know, you're not spending money on the person who passed away for food, clothing, transportation, things of that nature. But oftentimes that does leave a big gap, Scott. And we've got to be prepared for that, uh, either through the resources that they have in IRAs and Roth IRAs, 401k plans, mm-hmm. or we've got to be prepared for that in the case of life insurance. Yeah, and I talk to clients often about future retirement contributions being a part of that as well. We're obviously looking at replacing income if someone passes, but if that person who passes is in their 40s or 50s and there's still 15 plus years of future retirement contributions that now are not going to happen, well, we've also got to get that surviving spouse to retirement as well. That's another role that life insurance can play. Well, and the health insurance aspect of it if the main breadwinner also carried the health insurance part of it you know that could be really critical and a lot of mothers don't who have stayed at home to care for the children don't realize that they can be in caught in a bind if their spouse passes away and they become disabled themselves there's there's not as many options out there to help people in those situations as you'd think so it it does happen unfortunately to people you don't think it's going to happen to you but but it can 
You talked earlier a little bit about Medicare. I want to talk a little bit about you. You've given us some notes here about Social Security's role with Medicare. And we only got a minute left, so we'll just kind of dive in. And if we don't have enough time, we can do more of it on the other side of the break. But I think it's interesting to point out people do link those two together. And I guess at the first, they are linked together, but then it's not long until you're going to have to deal with two separate entities. Right. Sometimes people, every day, Social Security receives calls about Medicare billing issues. Mm -hmm. You know, and the primary aspect of Social Security is to set up the enrollment of Medicare. Right. And so any billing, any deductions, what's covered, not covered, you know, all of those aspects are are answered by Medicare directly. So it's 1-800-MEDICARE, or they also have their own website, www.medicare.gov. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Medicare and as far as what are the differences in Part A and Part B. We get into that a little bit, too. We've still got one more segment, but we do uh, have a break coming up here in just a moment, talking frequently asked questions that we get inside of client meeting rooms and that Stephanie has gotten over the years that she spent at the Social Security Administration, 27 years there, most of them, you said, in Hot Springs. We're going to take a break and be back with our final segment of the Get Ready for the Future show right after this. Monday Join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. You've got questions, we've got answers. Email info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com with your name, location, and question to get a response on the air from the GenWealth team. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. We are feeling very uh, giving on this Thanksgiving weekend. A reminder, an opportunity for you to get a free copy of Your Retirement Should Be More. The new book written by John and Janet, How to Harness the Power of More in Your Retirement. It just hit bookshelves and online on November 15th. So this is hot off the presses, as they used to say. We just got the shipment in earlier this week to here at GenWealth, and it's an opportunity for you to pick up a free copy. You can just email us, info at Get ready for the future.com and say, I want that book. Give us some uh, an address, uh, a way to contact you so we can get that book to you. Uh, and, and the first 10 emails we get today after the airing of this show will get a free copy. And on Saturday, the day after Thanksgiving, because this is actually on a podcast as well. That's true. And so we, we don't want to Could mislead be Easter it. when people are <laughs> listening to this, right? We don't want anybody misled by that. It is on the live airing of the show on the radio. Yeah, we're talking frequently asked questions. We've been doing that all November uh, long, and we're talking specifically about Social Security-related questions that we may get inside the appointment rooms here at GenWealth, but also uh, questions that Stephanie Smith has received over her 27-year career at the Social Security Administration. And she is now on board with us, a Social Security consultant here, and is in many client rooms and and, and help planning many cases when it comes to Social Security-related issues. We were going to talk a little bit about Medicare and just some basic definitions, Stephanie. We talked about how uh, Social Security has limited functions when it comes to Medicare issues, but people do need to know that there are, that's a vast decision-making process that they need to go down when it comes to 65-plus. Uh, a lot of people are overwhelmed just yeah. by the amount of mail they receive weekly once they turn 65. It, it's It can be very daunting and overwhelming to start delving into the Medicare um, and health insurance market. And, but, uh, and you have to play the the alphabet soup game with uh, Medicare because they've got part A, part B, part C, part D, yes. part E, you know, and, and it goes on and on. And then uh, when you take a look at many of the supplements that are on the market, you've got plan F and G. Yes. Uh, it's it's mind boggling. Yeah, yeah it, it is very mind boggling. And so uh, there's a whole cottage industry of helping people just get through the Medicare process. And and so uh, I, I think that's a, a crazy way to run a program. But uh, obviously, that's that's where we are. I wanted to say just very quickly, Scott, that we are so excited to have Stephanie on board with us, because as you alluded to, uh, we can set up if you've got a Social Security issue going on, we can set up a meeting and we can sit down work through that, understand exactly what you need to talk to Social Security about. And it makes that process 
really, really smooth. One of the things that uh, is a title of one of the chapters of our book is your retirement should be more prepared. Yes, absolutely. And, and being prepared when it comes to knowing how you're going to deal with all this is critical. Yeah. I, I mean, this is one of the things that we've always done with Social Security claiming strategies is there's a very specific set of of uh, guidelines that says, okay, in June of 2021, when you turn this age, you go and file in this way. It's very specific to their particular scenario. But now to be able to have Stephanie added into the mix, to be able to, to walk through everything else that they need to know to be able to claim and and frankly i think this even gives people the confidence to be able to do some of the uh some of the other claiming strategies even online saving you the trip to go to the social security office (laughs) you're welcome you know I, i think it can be a big difference maker for people well, and it's the government. Let's get real. We yeah. do have our own language. Uh, there are uh, certain uh, terms, certain I phrases. I can't believe she made that, it that she long said before it. she said it. She yeah. said it. Yep, that's you know, right. there are certain phrases and specific language that can just be yeah. more helpful. If I you mean, know that language, English, when you go in, yeah. you're going to get the answer you want a little more that's quickly. Right. Well, as you are becoming aware of in the financial industry, we all have our acronyms, you know. True. Especially uh, at LPL Financial, our, our broker-dealer, they think because they're called LPL, they have to name everything with three acronyms, yeah. you know, three, yeah. three letters. And so... Most advisors who start here wind up creating their own little dictionary little of... cheat sheet yeah, on, yeah, that's on right. the acronyms that's and right. what have you. Scott, I think that, uh, you know, when... what It used to be very, very... Uh, involved in what Janet referred to claiming strategies. Uh, they took away a couple of what yes. they call the exotic claiming strategies or aggressive claiming strategies. They I think were is, not exotic or uh, aggressive. No, they okay. weren't. It, it's how the system was. <laughs> they were advantageous probably. Yes, they were. Yes, yes, that's what they meant. But, yes. but I thought the interesting thing about that when the news came out about that, that they were doing that, it was supposedly as a budget saving deal. It was going to save some money. But the bottom line of it was it came out later that it had a net zero effect on the budget mm-hmm. and nothing. Mm-hmm. And so essentially they took away those claiming strategies that were very advantageous. Yes. One of them was a file and suspend strategy that we used a lot. But just because those two strategies are gone, Stephanie, that does not mean that they should just walk in and, and claim willy nilly on their social security, right? True. True. Um, there are a lot of aspects to consider. Um, just because you cannot file and suspend um, doesn't mean there's not other things, a lot of other things to think about, especially if you're married, if you're widowed, yeah. um, minor children. Even with those two claiming strategies gone, they still have 86 different claiming strategies. So uh, Honestly, yeah. I was going to say it. the one thing it helped was it did simplify for the Social Security representative what to go over yeah. <laughs> individual. Yeah. yeah. I mean when when honestly when you get all of those options and someone walks in unprepared, it, it just confused somebody. Yeah, sure. I want to talk about an aspect of this that we really haven't touched on, but in in terms of claiming strategies and everything, you guys when you were at the SSA, you weren't really allowed to give personal financial advice to people. Is that correct? That's true. They did not want us to recommend. We were not going to be held liable for someone else's choice. So all we could really do is say, these are your options and you get to decide what you want to do. So, And so because of that, oftentimes those decisions could be being made in a vacuum, Janet, yes. because there hasn't been the opportunity to sit down and like what I like to say, look at the whole global aspect of your finances and see how social security best fits into that. It, it is kind of a, just the facts, ma'am approach, you know, from the social security administration. And frankly, I understand that because you're not financial advisors when you're employed by the social security administration, you're there to really just provide the facts. If you claim, in this way, here's your dollar amount. If you claim in this way, here's your dollar amount. But then the the retiree is left to still, I mean, they still have a need to understand the full picture because it is more than just the facts, ma'am. There are a lot of, of uh, different aspects that they really need to be able to consider that, frankly, I, they need to come from an advisor's perspective who can really walk through that and is allowed to give financial advice. Yeah, the folks at the Social Security Administration didn't even stay at the Holiday Inn last night, you know, so they have those superpowers that you have when you stay at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> I and that, and don't fault right? them. You know, honestly, there's times that we really would like to say, 
no, this is what you need to do. I mean, yeah. don't think that that they don't want to not be helpful. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. they right. That's they're a, just they want limited. To. It's yeah. just the rules are the rules. And, yeah. and that's a hard position to be in when you see somebody about to do something that you think maybe is not in their best interest, but you really can't intervene and say, oh, no, don't do that. Do this. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about being with Jen Wealth is, is putting the bigger picture together for someone. You know, that that does appeal to me. You right. know, you don't, I'm not limited just to the Social mm-hmm. Security rules now. Well, as we just have about a minute or so left, I want to recap uh, what we've been talking about today. You've been hearing from Social Security consultant here at GenWealth, Stephanie Smith, who spent 27 years at the Social Security Administration and now is part of our client planning process when it comes to the retirement income planning here at GenWealth. So we address things like Social Security, claiming strategies associated with that, the tax implications of how much of your benefit are you actually going to bring, and in relation to all of the other sources of income in your retirement. It's all part of our GenWealth Ready to Retire process. And you can get that process started by calling 501-653-7355 and setting up your first appointment with a GenWealth advisor. We have offices all over the state in Little Rock, Hot Springs, Uh, We also have our office here in Bryan, our main headquarters, also El Dorado and Shreveport, Louisiana. The one number gets you in touch with an advisor near you, 501-653-7355. Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist, and she'll ask you some questions and match you with an advisor. And that first appointment lasts usually a couple of hours, and it is absolutely free, no cost to you. We'll start to just go over some of the goals that you have and uh, assessment of where you are now. And if the planning process is something you want to move forward with, we'll go from there. And also, don't forget about our GenWealth Academy workshop. The next one coming up December 4th at 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, entitled The Three Big Risks. And we haven't said this in a while, but this is actually a presentation that John and Janet created. So this is very personal to us. It's the three big risks that we Uh, see out there for all retirees and then the investment strategy we use here at GenWealth and the planning process we use to take on those big risks. We write about the three big risks in our book, Your Retirement Should Be More. And so you've got great opportunities to educate yourself by coming to the workshop and then picking up a copy of the book, uh, because if you want to really understand the process, if you're thinking, well, I might be interested in talking to these folks, but I just don't know really uh, exactly what all they, they they know about, you know, Social Security or, or retirement or whatever, you can pick up a copy of the book. Uh, you can go to the workshop. You can come meet us. We're going to be at Wordsworth Bookstore on December 1st. That is next Saturday, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be there from 1 until 2 o'clock for our book signing. Uh, Your retirement should be more. I want to uh, invite everybody that we know to come on out yes, and, love be a, to see you. and be a part of that. Uh, just a quick book signing that we're doing at Wood, Wordsworth, but uh, it is on, I believe it's R Street in the Heights, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it is uh, just north of Cantrell, uh, where University and Cantrell come together, go one block north, and it's right there on the right. So uh, Wordsworth on December 1st, opportunities to learn at your retirement should be more. And Janet is not charging for autographs, right? I'm not. not what I heard differently. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. That's going to do it for this edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend and hope you'll join us again next Saturday morning. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. Thank you.